Today, I'm going to talk about the most misbehaved student specifically that I ever met, how I handled it, probably be really how I mishandled it, and I might even tell you about some of the most misbehaved teachers, regular teachers I've ever met. Guys, it is July 3rd, 2022. You know, we've kind of turned the summer corner, I guess. We're all anticipating getting back to substitute teaching if we're not already doing that in the summer. In fact, I had a reminder today. You know, I'll probably always recommend SubAlert if you're interested in an app. I don't, I'm not getting paid to say this. I'm just saying this my own personal opinion. If you're interested in an app that will not only help you schedule your substitute teaching, but also inform you of openings the instant, for the most part, the instant, within a minute, within seconds sometimes, of when a teacher actually posts that absent, then you need to get subalert. And the reason I say that. They another reason I like them. They sent me a note today, an email that says, "Listen, we're going to charge you on July fifteenth. We just wanted to let you know that for the next year, in case it's not for you right now and you need to cancel." They actually sent me that. Now, who does that? What business sends you a notification before you're going to be charged? Most of them charge you for something you've probably forgotten about and you're thinking, oh, do I really need that again? And then you forget about it and then it comes around every year. SubAlert sent me an advance note and I'm thankful for that. I will say this, for me, it was it's $49. Obviously, it only takes one day, a half a day for most everybody to make that back. So $49 for the whole year and you get instant alerts and pop-ups that... Some teachers have told me that they actually got notification that I accepted their opening within five seconds of when they posted it. So it went to subalert and then to me, and then I hit my button and it went back to them within five. So I'll go ahead and say that subalert, I think, is the best product out there for that. There's others. There's others that some of you like better. And as long as you've got something to help schedule your time And, you know, get that little edge, getting the jobs you want. I think it is beneficial. Today, I'm going to talk about most misbehaved students. I've had episodes about, you know, being a troublemaker in my class, all that kind of thing. This is a little bit different. There's an episode. In fact, it's one of the top five episodes called There's a Troublemaker in My Room Today. But really, that's not one of the kids that I'm going to include here because he just had a moment where he'd done something wrong. He wasn't a guy that every time, in fact, he was actually pretty quiet other than this incident. He wasn't the kind of guy that you went in and you saw him and you knew you were going to have trouble. Wasn't that kind of guy at all. The folks I'm going to mention today, they are the ones that as soon as you walk in the room, you've had them before, and you know you're probably going to have some trouble today. And I'm also going to tell you about some teachers that I don't particularly work with. Now, 
all the teachers that can hear this that I know, you know I'm not talking about you because I always enjoy interacting with you guys. There's only a couple of teachers, and I don't go back to those schools very often, and it's it's the same thing for both of them. I'm I, I just going to mention, too. In fact, let me get the teachers out of the way first. I, it sounded bad when I said that, didn't it? And then I'm going to count down from five to one and the situations that I thought, and I'll go ahead and tell you now, to be honest, I think I probably mishandled, initially mishandled all five of these situations. And then I'll tell you what I learned from them and some follow-up that has come from those situations. But that's what we're talking about today, and I know that we've all been there. One quick thing that I almost forgot, last week's episode was about uh, bullying and how to handle that. I want you to know that next week's episode, or at least one of the next few, depending on when we can get schedules together, is going to be my interview. Uh, Now, obviously, I cannot interview a student in that situation right now. wouldn't be proper, wouldn't be, you know, I would want to confirm both sides, would might just make the situation worse. So that's not what I'm talking about. But I do have one. In fact, this person approached me. They are now an adult, but they were a student recently enough that they would like to share some things with substitute teachers. So that's coming up probably next week, and that'll be a good one. Now, I'll go ahead and tell you, teachers, the two teachers I'm going to mention right now, I never have actually subbed for. In fact, one of them, I don't even know who he is. I just know his voice. And I could probably stop right there, and you know what I'm going to say. But I was at a school one time. It's been a few years ago. And I guess I was either in my classroom, I always leave the door open when I either am on break or on lunch because if those students want to come in and talk to me, I'm, that's who I am. I like to do that. I would rather talk to them than have lunch, to be honest. There's plenty of time to eat lunch. But I had the door open. It, it, I know it was lunch time because that's what the situation was. Well, this particular school, this particular age group, they had to be in a perfect line, going to the cafeteria. They weren't supposed to talk. The teacher stood on one end of the hallway, yelled at his student all the way on the other end of the hallway, a decently long hallway. And everybody that was in a class, every student would have heard that in the hallway. They might have heard it the next hallway over. And I'm just saying that's a teacher that I don't want to sub for. If for some reason they get their jollies yelling from one end to the other, to me, part of that is they want to be noticed. Look how tough I am. I can yell at those students. I can get them in line. think that probably works well in certain situations. I don't think it works well at school. All that student does now is dislike that teacher. There is plenty ways of other ways to do that without yelling at those kids. All right, that's the first teacher. The second one, it's just a general thing. It's it's a type of teacher that seems to walk around with a scowl on her face all the time. 
I've seen students walk up to her and ask her questions. She gives them the answer, but really makes them feel like, quit bothering me, don't ask me questions anymore. And really, the same thing happens to other teachers that ask her about something. Just seems to not be a pleasant person to be around. Now, that's all I'll say about teachers. I don't know. I mean, do what you have to do as a substitute teacher. If you're a teacher listening to this, it's just two things I dislike, in my opinion. Obviously, all of this is in my opinion. In my opinion, I don't like the teachers that I, I shouldn't say don't like. I like everybody. But I dislike what teachers do, the ones that yell all the time, and the ones that whenever you have a conversation with them, act like they're inconveniencing you all the time. Probably would never sub for those teachers. Probably wouldn't matter because the days I sub for them would be gone, but I guess it's just the principle of the thing. I don't want to substitute for them. So there you have it. Let's move on to the students. Number five happened in a high school. You know all the time when you go to high school, there's going to be, and especially the guys, let's face it, there's going to be big, tall, football-style guys that are occasionally intimidating, even if they're the nicest people in the world. This one wasn't so nice, okay? I walked into the classroom. It just so happened I was teaching for a teacher that was still going to hang or be around for an hour, but he wasn't in the classroom when first period started. He had left some music playing over the overhead, and one of the the big guy that walked in, and he just told me, he said, you don't mind if I change this music to something better, do you? And And he said, the teacher lets me do that all the time. So, He walked up. It wasn't offensive music. Definitely a different style of music than that teacher wanted them to listen to. I let him do it. I probably should have told him no. Maybe today I would have said no. I might have said something like, I don't have permission to do that from the teacher. Something along those lines. I know I've seen him in another class. I was co-teaching in another class maybe even a year later where there was already music of his type playing in the room when I walked in, and a sub, I was with another sub that was there quite often. So in this case, though, what happened, the teacher walked back in before he left, and he fussed at that student. So obviously the student had lied to me. The guy was sitting at his computer when he came in, and I don't like the students that try to take advantage of you and will tell you anything. That seems like a mild version of a misbehaved student, but I know he's like that all the time. The student who misbehaves every time you see them didn't do much, but still came across with the attitude, all right, I'm going to do this whether you want me to or not. He wasn't mean about it. He just went up and did it. So that's number five. Number four is one of those situations that really makes me uncomfortable. You know that anytime, even if it's a joke, anytime we hear a conversation between students that, for lack of a better, I call it a racial conversation, it's not meant to be mean 
but it just comes across in a way that we really shouldn't say that to each other. We get that from time to time. I think I've done decently in how I've handled it. But one thing, and I know these students, these are two minority students. They are two students that I've heard other teachers say they really give them a hard time. And it's, it's teachers that I would classify as some of the most pleasant, giving you the best chance possible. It's those kind of teachers so the situation I ran into, it was two minority students who were friends that were insulting each other, and the insults were, it didn't reach a high level, but it was insults that were racial-related, using racial words, and one of them even said to the other, you give our race a bad name, something to that effect. Now, that put me in an uncomfortable situation. I know what I would say immediately if it, if it was a conversation between two races. Since it was the same race, I still needed to say something, and I probably mishandled it. I think they didn't appreciate the fact that I even said anything. I think maybe in the future that I would say Guys, I, you know, something to the effect of, I, you know, I can't tell you how to talk to each other when you're outside the room, but let's have conversations in the room that doesn't make everybody else uncomfortable, something to that effect. So I probably mishandled that, but that's an uncomfortable situation, and it comes up from time to time. So I would probably rank that number four in... Most misbehaved, and I say it because that happens every time I have those two students together in the same class. So that's something that we really have to be creative about how we how we work with that situation and, and try to bring it to a more pleasant atmosphere in the classroom. Number three has to do with immaturity. Probably the most misbehaved, immature student I've run into and let's let's define what we mean. I don't mean somebody that, you know, a student perhaps that's in elementary school that they are immature. They're not that old yet. I'm talking about a high school student that does immature things. The one that I ran into that acted the most immature, it doesn't matter what you said to this student they are continuing to be that way. It gets so bad sometimes that the other students fuss at them too. I know that they're like that in every classroom because I've talked to the other teachers. But So it's not just a substitute teacher thing. It might be worse with substitute teachers that don't know them very well. But it, it does. it's one of those situations, if they can do something immature in class, and so I thought there for a moment, it sounds like I'm describing me here for a moment. I, I did some of this in, in school, but I got in trouble too. So acting immature as a high school student just to get attention and make some of the other students laugh or not laugh they, you know, when they get tired of it. That's my third situation. I have run into a super immature high school student who... Couldn't grow out of it. I've had other students tell me the same thing. Yes, I agree they're immature too. And it's hard to handle because they're immature. They continue to act immature. I don't know if 
if they crave attention and they feel like that's the only way they can get it. But that's another situation. I'll call that number three, the immature student. And even though the last three, I do have very specific students in mind, it probably sounded a little bit more generic than the last two I'm going to talk about because the last two were very specific students that did very specific things. Now, I will tell you this about the last three. I told you I was going to mention the lessons I learned from that. I described it a little bit, but I will tell you that some of those students, when I run into them now, I I handle them better, I think, especially, you know, the, the immature student they apologized to me later. Now, I got them in trouble because they did some things after I told them not to, but they still apologized to me later. I'm not gonna, I don't think that they'll stop doing it. I'm not that blind. But that brings us to the last two. One of the students, my first encounter with this student was in a classroom situation where it was obvious to me he was doing something just for the attention of another student, and he had a smug look on his face. When I confronted him about it, he didn't say anything, didn't acknowledge me, so I just kind of let that go for the moment. Months later, I had that student in a long-term situation, and I would classify the student as having troublemaker tendencies, they would come in and maybe kick the doorstop out of the door so it would close. They would push the limit of how they interacted with other students in the classroom. Maybe I would see them pop a knuckle on top of a head. They, they, I, I really think they could be smart if they wanted to, but they didn't think that was cool. So, They did other things in the classroom. It was literally one of the students that you dreaded seeing every time you walked into a classroom. I've said some things. I gave him other opportunities. You know, I purposely rearranged a seating chart to put him completely off by himself. He didn't like it, but he totally understood why I did it. So, It was just an student that may be uncomfortable, did a lot of things that were mean. It's interesting. He would have one-on-one conversations with me if I just caught him at a time that we we could talk one-on-one. It was probably not cool to have that same conversation in front of someone else. I know he would occasionally tell me when he was struggling, and I've had other students help that student out, and... I will tell you this. I think I handled it better as the situation as as the days went on and the reason I know that is because right around Thanksgiving one year the students were encouraged to write thank you notes to three teachers. Well, he actually gave me one. He's and it actually said, "I know we started off on the wrong foot, but I do appreciate you giving me a chance to make up my work, help me with my grades, and give me the advice that I need to hear. So I still, I didn't act like a jerk. I acted like the same person I always am. And I am glad that at least he responded 
in that way, and I knew that I at least had one positive influence on him. Now, the last one, this is, it's not even close. And I'll describe what happened to this kid. It's not even close. I ran into him in middle school. This guy is number one. He was in a class. He wouldn't pay attention. We were doing a project. It was a computer lab, but it was actually a project that involved diagrams and therefore crayons. He was breaking crayons and throwing them out at other students. Not enough to hurt them, but I'm not sure. It does matter, of course, but I'm not sure if you know the discipline still needs to be involved. I tried to walk him out in the hallway a couple of times, and he would run, hide behind lockers, jump out at people. It was really bad. And I do know one of the students, and to be honest, this is a student that was a bit of a troublemaker himself. He told me, he said, you don't want to take him out in the hallway because he knew what was going to happen. But I did. I regretted doing that. And, you know, I didn't have that student very often. I did. I don't know. I'm not giving you advice right now on how to handle a student like that. If it gets too bad, you're going to have to report that to the office. But let me tell you, I didn't report it. In fact, I wrote it up and tore it up. And it's kind of one to give that student another chance. Now, one of there was a co-teacher in there at the same time. And I think they probably did say something about it. But here's the deal. I heard later from students that that student, I don't know what you call it now, reform school, disciplinary school, he had to go alternative school maybe. He had to go to another school to try to get straightened up. Didn't see him for three years. And I saw him in high school. He wasn't as bad, but he was still relatively bad. He remembered me. He he talked to me a little bit. He he did aggravate some students in that class. But the crazy thing is, if I see him walking down the hallway now, he will call me by name. He's very friendly in the hallway. And what little bit I did to at least... Have him be friendly. I don't know what's going on in his life, but I do know in that situation, he was the most difficult student I ever met. I tried to discipline as much as possible, but yet, and of course, he's a student that treats all the teachers that way, but yet, he did. He didn't act like he was too good to speak to me, went out of his way to speak to me, smiled, and went on, said, hello, Mr. Collins, good to see you today. I'm sure if he'd been with his buddies, he might have said something else. But going through all these students, you're going to run across them all the time. At least try your best, regardless of how much discipline you have to dish out. Come up with something positive to do, too. You never know when just that little positive nature of what you're doing, that little positive, the 10% positive, that you're doing to at least help that student some, you never know how much that's going to help affect them as they progress in their schools. So lots of students, you're going to run into misbehaved students. You're going to run into new misbehaved students when we get to August. The key is to do the right thing. I think I didn't handle any of those perfectly, but I did learn from them. And every situation I have with a student I have to be firm, but I still want to 
explain to that student in a positive way of how I think they can grow and be a better student in the long run. When I referee volleyball, we have yellow cards and red cards for discipline for both coaches and the, and the players. I don't use mine very often. I probably don't even use them as often as the rules instruct me to. And I'll probably get criticized about it someday, but I'm always one of those that wants to give that second chance. So you can't let a student run over you, but at the same time, at least do it as positively as you possibly can. Maybe that student that was terrible in the classroom so much so that they went to alternative school will still turn it around enough to at least learn how to be a friendly person that can interact with you later on.